بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله وسلم وبارك على قاتل النبيين وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته continuing this topic which is discussing the case of Tawheed or monotheism although we believe that every Muslim is born in fitrah even every kafir is born in fitrah and Muslims actually are raised among or by the Muslim parents in Tawheed but Shaitan never give up trying to redirect these people to worship some, someone other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and as you remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told us in his holy book that Shaitan has swore to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala فَبِعِزَّتِكَ لَغُوِيَنَّهُمْ أَجْمَعِينَ إِلَّا عِبَادَكَ مِنْهُمْ مُخْلَصِينَ So when you discuss the case of Tawheed, we are trying to reach the point where we get our being clear exactly the way that Muhammad صلى الله عليه وسلم wanted us to worship Allah this way. Whenever we have misunderstanding, whenever we have conflict among the ulama we will not feel bad because we have the clear evidences of Quran and Sunnah clear ideal Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam how he salawatu rabbi wa salamu alayhi practiced this deen piece by piece we study his life we see how he dealt with a lot of cases especially the case of Tawheed Tonight, the author of this book, Tawheed, Kitab al-Tawheed, he did not give actually a headline for the chapter. This headline is made by the translator and is not really accurate. This chapter is talking about the greatness of Allah. Greatness of Allah, when you read these ayahs, what happened to or will happen to the angels. When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks, what happened to the jinn, what happened to the heavens and earth when Allah speaks. The idea of all of this is that if these strong creatures like angels are wise and so big like heavens is so afraid and shaking when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks then we understand that he is the only one deserved to be worshipped that's the idea that's the idea it's the case of glorification of Allah wa ta'ala Allah al-Azim Azim in Arabic means he is the greatest among all everything whatever comes in your mind Allah is the greatest still so in this case let's see this ayah and the other two hadith which is mentioned in this chapter and discuss them as much as we inshallah 
كان The first ayah mentioned by the author was حتى إذا فزع عن قلوبهم قالوا ماذا قال ربكم قالوا الحق وهو العلي وهو العلي الكبير سبحانه وتعالى The tafsir of this ayah as mentioned by all of mufassirin like Ibn Kathir and the others is that when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks his word to be transferred to the messenger a human messenger all, mes- all angels will go unconscious because fuzzi'an in Arabic means that after they lose conscious they come back again and when they come back again they ask what did Allah say they want to know the one the first one will come back from unconscious will be Jibreel and he will receive the wahd and he will not answer them completely he will prove that Allah said the truth خلاص. and every time he passes one of these seven heavens the angels of every heaven or sky will ask him what did Allah say because this is affecting the whole seven heavens he will prove the same answer قالوا ماذا قالوا بكم قالوا الحق الحق that's it the truth the complete truth said by Allah سبحانه وتعالى so from this ayah we understand and we take the idea that since all of these angels these heavens are so scared that they lose conscience when Allah سبحانه وتعالى speaks we get the point that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the only one deserves to worship look at those people who worship something else other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Arabs before used to worship angels or stations or some other things why the Japanese worship the sun why the Buddhists worship Buddha why the Hindus worship Brahma or Siva or Krishna or so on? Why? Because there is something in their minds that these are great ones. Or they were great ones. Both are okay. Ibrahim alayhi salam, if you remember his story with his people, he wanted to give them a practical example. An example from reality. So in the beginning, when he saw a strong star, he said, that's my Lord. He doesn't mean it, but he wanted to just give this view gradually to bring them to Tawheed. But the star itself went away. So that star does not deserve to worship. Then the moon come. The moon came. Said, that's my Lord. People are listening to him because they are amazed about this man. What is he saying? But again, the moon sat, sat. Then again, the sun came. So he said, This is my Lord. فَلَمَّا رَأَى الشَّمْسَ بَازِغَةً قَالَ هَذَا رَبِّي هَذَا أَكْبَرُ 
فلما آفلت فنسيت خلاص That means it's not the one deserves to be worshipped because it's ghost. Then he reached the point he wanted to say that the, all of these you're talking about, these sons, because actually Ibrahim alayhi salam when he was sent to his people, some of his people called Sabi'is. Sabi'is actually they worship the stars. So he wanted to give them that your stars are less than the moon. And the moon is less than the sun. And the sun is nothing. There's not just worship. So you are all my people should worship the one who created them all. So in this case now, if you see that Allah is the greatest, subhanahu wa ta'ala, and He's the only one, in this case, deserves to be worshipped. And the author, rahmatullahi alayhi, the sheikh, he wanted to tell us, or to show us, through this ayah and some, two other hadith, that if Allah is the greatest like this, as this, this, this ayah and the hadith is describing, then He's the only one deserves to be worshipped. Although we know that Jibreel, alayhi salam, among the, all these angels is a very great creature when Muhammad sallallahu saw him twice he saw him in Ghar Hira he saw him with 600 wings he closed the horizon Jibreel closed the whole horizon 600 wings with one of these wings one only he created four towns of Lord people. He raised them up until the angels in the sky heard the barking of the dogs of these four towns. Then he put them down with one wing of these 600 wings. If this is Jibreel, one of the angels, and he always tried to get the evidences to lead you to the one who is deserves to be worshipped, the only one. We look to the sky, not just to discover more stars, more moons. No, actually we look to these things to see the greatness of Allah and these things. Even we look back to our bodies to see the greatness of Allah in our bodies. These kidneys, the heart, the lungs, the stomach, the bones, and so on. When you read the, when you look at these things, study them actually, you will see Allah subhanallah. The one who created these and made these things is really a great one, subhanahu wa ta'ala. As an example, if you see a new mobile or a new computer with a lot of capabilities, you say, oh, the one who created this computer is a smart guy. For sure. Did you see him? Do you know him? No. But you actually took this example of what he has done to know that this guy is so smart. Since we are not going to see Allah in this dunya, as Allah told Musa alayhi salam, لن تراني. قال ربي أرني أنظر إليك. قال لن تراني ولكن أنظر إلى الجبل فإن استقر مكانه فسوف تراني فلما تجلى ربه للجبل جعله دكا وخر موسى صائقا من الله سبحانه يعني موسى عليه السلام when he went to سينين طور سينين he asked Allah he asked Allah سبحانه وتعالى he wanted to see him and that's because he loves him 
and who, who, does not, who, who is the one who does not love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? But Musa asked Allah to give him the chance to see him. So Allah told him, you will not see me. Be careful here, we have something to talk about. Because some groups, some misleaded groups among Muslims misunderstand this evidence. However, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wanted to show Musa that it is impossible in this dunya to see him. Because the capability of the bodies of a human being cannot take it. Uh, and also subhanahu wa ta'ala wanted to show Musa how dangerous it is. So he told him, look at the, the mountain. If this mountain, when, he see, when the mountain sees me, will stay as it is, then you can see me. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala just gave a small possibility, a small yani, seal of him subhanahu wa ta'ala to the mountain, the mountain went down. A mountain, a hard rock, down. And Musa was unconscious. طيب, back to the point we said just a few minutes ago. لن تراني. In Arabic that means you will never see me. In Arabic, Lan means never. <laughs> that means we will not see Allah, see Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in Jannah, in the judgment day. A problem in here, because this is a general decision. A general judgment. That human being cannot see Allah. A general judgment may be reduced in some cases. Maybe having some exceptions. And that's what Muhammad Hassan told us in the clear hadith, correct hadith, that mu'mineen, may Allah make us all mu'mineen, will see their ilah subhanahu wa ta'ala in Jannah. إِنَّكُمْ سَتَرَوْنَ رَبَّكُمْ You will see your Lord subhanahu wa ta'ala, like you see the moon. And like, like seeing the moon in here, he is not likening Allah to the moon, no, he is likening our seeing of the moon, of our seeing in the judgment day to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So he is likening the seeing, not the one who is sown or seed. So Allah is not the same as the moon, this is not the case, no. But the case that our seeing to the moon will be the same when we see Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the judgment day and in Jannah. إِنَّكُمْ سَتَرَوْنَ رَبَّكُمْ كَمَا تَرَوْنَ الْقَمَرْ لَيْلَةَ الْبَدْرِ لَا تُضَامُونَ فِي رُؤْيَتِهِ You will see him inshaAllah. يَا كَرِيمٌ Back again to the case of this chapter and this ayah. Although Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the greatest, some people misunderstand this case. And they fall into the wrong way, where they give the rights of Allah, especially worshipping, to someone else. Whether they do not know the greatness of Allah, or they misunderstand the meaning of worshipping which is most among Muslims. Because if you ask a Muslim, why you go to that such and such grave and ask him instead of Allah, say, I'm, I'm not asking the grave, I'm not doing any worshipping to the grave. I'm asking Allah, but by this grave, by the high rank of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. I'm asking Allah by the grave, or I'm asking the grave to ask Allah for me. And that answer, unfortunately, said also by the prophet of Quraysh. مَا نَعْبُدُهُمْ إِلَّا لِيُقَرِّبُونَ إِلَى اللَّهِ زُلْفَةً 
We worship them only just to get us closer to Allah. Same answer of some Muslims, unfortunately now. Although it's in Quran, since 1400 years plus, still some Muslims are making the same mistake. As the, the, the brothers of Quraysh. Why is the ignorance? Why Muslims are having a lot of ignorance like this? Because we Muslims are not working it correctly. Every Muslim is required by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and by Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam to learn this speech. At least two cases. Who is Allah? How to worship Him? This is, this is a must to, to be known. It is a must in every Muslim to know who is Allah wa ta'ala. And also it is a must on every Muslim to know how to worship Him subhanahu wa ta'ala. Who will pray instead of you? Can you give some money to someone to pray for you? Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala this. Can you buy some money for somebody to learn Islam for you and you stay at home and you are busy with dunya? You, you know Allah for you? That's not acceptable. We are not created to gather more money and to have fancy and luxury life. We are created for a certain clear reason. And whatever is given to us is only to help us to do this reason. وَمَا خَلَقْتُ الْجِنَّ وَالْإِنْسَ إِلَّا لِيَعْبُدُونَ So we are created for this reason only? Yes. That means you are not supposed to go to work. Wrong. The correct way of Muhammad is straight. The Muslims misunderstand it by following the Jew in their way of running after dunya and forgetting Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And some other Muslims are following the Christians by leaving the dunya and complete life in monastery. While a true Muslim is required daily to recite Al-Fatiha at least 17 times to ask Allah wa ta'ala to guide him to As-Sirat Al-Mustaqeem. Ihdina As-Sirat Al-Mustaqeem. As-Sirat of who? As-Sirat Al-Ladheena An-Amta Alayhim. Who are they? Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and his brothers of Nabiyyin and his Sahaba. Ihdina, Ya Allah, guide us to that sirat of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and his brothers of Nabi and the, the sirat of Sahaba. Only, no, غير المغضوب عليهم. Yani not the way of the hated and cursed people, Jew and whoever copied them. Somebody said it was only Jew. No, it's not true. In this surah, we are required to ask Allah to save us from the, the way of the Jew and those who are following the Jew. What is the case of the Jew? They know, but they do not obey. While the Christians, they do not know, but they worship wrongly. If you come to Muslims, you find some Muslims who have learned the deen, maybe they are ulama, and they are following the Jew by taking the deen only for jobs, for certificates, for fame, not for practice. They learn not to practice, only just to gain dunya by it. Audhu Billah. That's inshallah limited of our ulama, inshallah. But every Muslim does this, he is from al-maghdubi alayhi. But majority of Muslims actually are 
falling into the way of the al-Dalil. Christians who worshipped Allah without knowledge. As Allah told subhanahu wa ta'ala that they made ibadah or worshipping by their own, not by the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala which is descended to Isa alayhi salam, which they have already changed and destroyed. Where is the Bible? Where is the Injil? Not available at all. So what is this thing they are having? Have you ever heard that Allah descended so many books to Isa? Or what is the book? Then why is it according to James, according to Matthew? Why? Why according to? I told you before that one Christian, American Christian, he accepted Islam. He was a scientist. He accepted Islam, he reverted to Islam, and he, when he was asked why, what was the reason that you accepted Islam or reverted to Islam? He said one reason. I used to read the Bibles and the Old Testament, which is Torah. I always find according to in the beginning of the book. The author is that Matthew or James or this and this. And there are some revisions also. But when I look to the Quran, I found no author. So I asked, who, who wrote this book? They never wrote this book. This is from Allah directly. These are the exact words of Allah, subhanahu wa ta'ala. So I was astonished. And I went back and read this book again and again. I found that these words of the Creator subhanahu wa ta'ala, so I accepted Islam or reverted to Islam. How shame on us, we Muslims, that the Kafirs, they discover how important is this book of Allah, and a lot of Muslims, they don't discover it. Lots of Muslims, as you ask them, how many times you recite Quran daily or weekly? Maybe, maybe he's early to Jum'ah prayer, he re may read one or two pages, then he will just close the book of the and they say, we are Muslims. Our book is Quran. Your book is Quran, you are not reading it? What kind of book is this? Where is the respect of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, respect of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam? Where is the respect of the words of Allah, the, 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 the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Only to make it clean and write it in fantastic handwriting? Is this the case of Quran? When Da'iyah, which was a really amazing story, after the destroying of the USSR, ex-USSR, he went to some of these Islamic countries, Tajikistan, Kyrgyzstan, and so on. And he met people there. He was so amazed that people, some of them, they memorized only half of the Fatiha. That's all they know. Very limited people have seen Quran in their life. So he took some Mus'haf with him to these places, to this. So as soon as he received the Qur'an, they were so happy. They took the book, they clean it, and they make rugs for it, and fantastic roofs. Oh, mashallah. When he, he saw, when he saw them doing this, and they were putting it in the roof, they said, no, don't do this. Qur'an is not to, put, to be put in the roofs. Qur'an is to be put in the heart. وَقَالَ الرَّسُولُ يَا رَبِّ إِنَّ قَوْمِ اتَّخَذُوا هَذَا الْقُرْآنَ مَهْجُورًا You know what it means? Hajr, Hajr means to leave alone. How many Muslims are leaving Quran alone now? Unfortunately, Allah. He will read newspaper every day. He will read the, the, the manuals of his work. He will read so many things, books, stories, 
And you will be proud that you read some of Shakespeare's work. But you will not be proud that he is reading Quran every day. Maybe you will be ashamed if he is asked by someone how many times you read the Quran every day. Oh. You are an ancient man, Ishhad, this long time ago. Subhanallah al Azim. The book of Allah, the one who created us, the one who is giving us every ni'mah, and he is ashamed of reading the Quran, or too busy to too busy? Are we too busy to eat? Are we too busy to read newspapers? Are we too busy to have discussion daily, gurgling in some places? We have sit down for one hour, two hours, gurgling about life dunya cases? Are we busy to watch these satellites? Channels? Subhanallah. That was the ayah which is he started with. Then he, rahimahullah, mentioned the Sahih al-Bukhari hadith narrated by Abu Hurairah radiallahu anhu arzah that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam this is explaining the ayah by the way this hadith is explaining the ayah he says that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said the meaning of it is that if Allah, when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala decides something in the sky the angels will move their wings move it for what? being humble and afraid of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and they hear this sound like they hear a very hard voice a very strong noise which shakes them much because these are the words of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then he mentioned this ayah which is mentioned in the beginning Then, when he says that, the jinn, and this is an important case because we discussed the case of the jinn when we talked about the hadith of Jibreel. Jinn actually told us, as Allah told us in the holy, his holy book, that they go on top of each other to steal some of the world from this sky. Because jinn actually, devil jinns, are dealing with the magicians and predictors a lot. There is some contract or surfaces between them. The predictor cannot get any information by his own, so he makes a deal, or he makes a deal with the devil jinns to bring him some knowledge. So, what they do, they just go on top of each other to hear from the sky, from the angels, any word. They steal it, and they don't bring it, because there's no time to bring. They actually, the first one who catches it, they throw it to the next one, quickly before the shihab comes and throws them away. وَأَنَّا لَمَسْنَا السَّمَاءَ فَوَجَدْنَاهَا مُلِئَتْ حَرَسًا شَدِيدًا وَشُهُبًا Of course they were stopped in the time of Wahy of Quran for certain period as some ulama say then they are left again. Why were they were stopped in the, during the, 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 the uh, descending of Quran? Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wanted to make sure that they don't play around with Quran. 
But after Wahy is finished and Muhammad Hassan died, then they are left again to do as before. And that's why you see now, these predictors, they may tell you something in the future and they are right in it. Because they heard it from these jinn, devil jinn. But actually, they make one correct case and 99 lies, as Muhammad Hassan told us in the hadith. So when people hear this story that will happen such and such day, such and such case, as an example, and this happened truly, they say, oh, he told us before. So anything, anything, anything now, he's telling us again, he, they believe it directly. And whoever believes that someone other than Allah knows the ghaib, the unseen world, he's out of Islam. Upon the words of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa in hadith which is narrated by Abu Dawood and it's correct hadith, من أتى كاهنا أو عرافا فسأل وعن شيء ففدقه بما يقول فقد كفر بما أنزل على محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم. Why? Because he is contradicting Quran. He is contradicting the clear ayah of Allah سبحانه وتعالى. So many ayahs Allah telling us that the only one who knows the ghayb is Allah. قل يا محمد قل لا يعلم من في السماوات والأرض الغيب إلا الله. Only Allah سبحانه وتعالى knows the ghayb. No one else. So in this case. Whoever says that he knows the ghayb, whether in the future or in the present or in the past, which is not known to us. For example, if someone comes now and says, last night in Bombay, in such and such street, a guy killed. Of course, that's possible that he got it from newspapers or from, I'm sorry, from the internet or from a telephone call. But imagine if this happened long time ago where there is no way to connect or contact these people and have the news then they will directly accuse him of saying that he is knowing the right so that's good if someone now one of us was sitting and he say behind this wall now there are two guys talking about such and such case we say how did you know now you tell us now how did you know or will accuse you of claiming that you know the right how did you know that he's, he's talking, they are talking about this case did you talk to them? If he say I talk to them in the phone, okay, fine. But he say no, no, I, I got this. And then they will say, now you are dealing with the devil jinn. They brought you the information, or you are lying to us, and both of them are a problem in you. So don't be tricked by these magicians or predictors. Even if they tell you something, because sometimes they use some strange ways, which will make you panic. And confidence of yourself. When you come into their place, your name is this, and your mother's name is this, and you last night you did this and this. Then you'll be shocked. How did you know? How did you know? Shaitan will come to you and tell you that, oh, this guy knows the right, the unseen world. So you are now going down, and he's going up to force you to do things that you do not want to do. But if you haven't, and you went to some place like this without knowing that you are going to them because if you are known you are not allowed it's haram totally and there is some judgment we will talk about later on inshallah and we discussed this before even when we talk about magic but if you yani, for any reason you meet one of them and he, you know that he is a, a magician first of all he is a magician or a predictor first of all recite Ayatul Kursi recite Ayatul Kursi because this will break him down will break him down totally. He cannot really control you or touch you. And if he tells you something about the future or about something that nobody knows about except you, like if you are 
You were in your bedroom last night, you did something, nobody knows about that except Allah and you and your wife as an example. How did this guy know about it? How? Your Kareem. You know that you have a Kareem with you? You know Kareem? A devil jinn with you every time. He is not only, yani, Muslims always have to have two angels. Huh? I don't know if you saw it. These are two angels with us everywhere. They are writing our deeds. No, not, not only two. We have a third one. Who is he? A devil jinn. Kareen, as Muhammad told us. So, Sahaba said, yes, even you? Even you, you have a Kareen? He said, yes. Even me. But Allah helped me. Tells me that he accepted Islam or I am safe from him because the Arabic word makes the two. Illa inna Allah, illa anna Allah anni alihi fa'aslam. Fa'aslam accepted Islam could be or aslam I am safe from him. So our devil jinn did not accept Islam and we are not safe from him. So be careful because he is whispering to you. So what the magicians or predators do actually, they have a deal with the devil jinn. To come and ask your kareem about things that nobody knows about except, about it, except you and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then when you come to him, he tells you these things, which are facts. Then you are astonished. How did you know? Very simple. Very simple. His devil jinn came and he asked your kareem, and he took the information, then he brought it to him, then you, when he comes, he tells you the truth. He tells you the facts to put you down, to control you. Don't let them do that. And believe me, they are so weak. These predictors, magicians are very weak. Just recite one ayah. Ayat al kursi They cannot do anything. There is a, a practical case happened by one of the sheikhs in here. He went to Thailand for some case. And he is, mashallah, he is very good in case of these magicians. He is dealing with them a lot. He is in Hay'ah. Mutawwa'in as you call them. This guy, when he went to Thailand, they told him, there is, here is a very strong magician, nobody can stop him. Nobody stopped him. Would you like to meet him? He said, yes, of course. So they took him to that magician, and while he is coming to his place, he was reciting Ayat and Kursi. And as soon as he came to that place, the magician started to shake. What is this? Send him away! Send him away! I don't want him! Why? Because this guy is reciting the words of Allah which is the strongest. No one can defend it. No one can stop the Quran. No one can hurt the one who is carrying the Quran. Allah clearly told us in his holy book and Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam told us clearly in his hadith that if we recite these ayahs, if we recite Qul Allah three times, if we recite Qul Azra bin Falaq three times, if we recite Qul Azra bin three times, every day in the morning and the evening, we, we, are, we are going to be protected by Allah from everything. Ya Abadar Qul, what should I say? He said, Abadar said, what should I say? He said, Qul huwallahu ahad, Qul a'udhu rabbil falak, Qul a'udhu rabbil nas, three times in the morning and the evening, will protect you from everything. And every here, in Arabic, Qul means everything. And who said this? Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, the one who does not say by his own, وَمَا يَنْطِقُ عَنِ الْهَوَى إِنْ هُوَ إِلَّا وَحْيٌ يُوحَى So in this case now, when we read cases about jinn and devil jinns and predictors and magicians, we have to put in mind that they are so weak if we are strong with the Quran. But they are so strong if we are not protected by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. 
This is the story of this jinn. And when they receive this word, they just bring it quickly to the, as, as quick as they can to the predictor or magician. Then he will lie with it for 100 lies. Then he tells people, people will believe him because one of them happens truly. You hear a lot nowadays that this world will be ended in 2011 or 2012 and in March and 2012 everything goes. Who told them? This is a big lie because nobody knows that except Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The other hadith which is the hadith of Nawaz ibn Sam'an radiallahu anhu. Nawaz ibn Sam'an one of the Sahaba also his father is a Sahabi also. So we should say Nawaz ibn Sam'an radiallahu anhuma by the way, his aunt, sister of his father, was married by Muhammad sallallahu But she did not stay with him even one night. So you will find it inshallah in the Ar-Rahiq al-Maktoum, the top field if you want to study it. Right. This hadith is explaining, the Muhammad is explaining to us that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when he speaks with wahi the heavens will be shaken the heavens the sky whatever is the sky is shaking because of the words of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala scaring from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the people of the samawat the, the angels and the others will be also so scared so they will bow to Jews First one will raise up his head will be Jibreel alayhi salam. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will tell him what he wants to pass to the messengers. And when he passes by every sky, the people of that sky or heaven will ask him what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said. He will tell them he said the truth. That's the hadith which is mentioned in here, which is the last of the case of this chapter. So when you see this ayah and these two hadith, it is talking about the case of the greatness of Allah. Is it needed to talk or discuss about the greatness of Allah? Somebody say, yeah, we know that. No, no need to talk about the greatness of Allah. We know. Sayyid, knowledge in here is not enough. And always remember that a knowledge which is not affecting your life is not a knowledge. Or at least it's going to be a knowledge against you. The one who knows that Salah is a must in Jama'ah, in the Masjid, and he doesn't pray, he will be punished because of his knowledge. The one who knows that he has to pay zakah because his money is enough for zakah and he is not paying, he is going to be punished for his knowledge. The ignorant one who doesn't know, even if he is punished, his punishment will be less than the one who knows. But the case in here differs. We are required and we must know what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, who is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? To know who is Allah? To know how to worship him. These are a must knowledge to be known by every Muslim. We have no other choice. Yes, truly, you are not required to learn Arabic language, as an example. You are not required to learn tafsir, or to learn the meaning of every hadith, or to learn... You are not required to know how to, to, to divide the inherit. The money of... You are not required, truly, not every Muslim. Ulama is required for this, yes, but not every, not every Muslim. But every Muslim is required to know who is Allah, how great he is. Not only the knowledge, as we say, but also to know and to practice it in life. That's why we say, remember Surah Al-Asr again. 
الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا They believe and believe does not come without knowledge, clear knowledge. وَعَمِلُوا الصَّالِحَاتِ That's the process. تَوَاتَوْا بِالْحَقِّ That means he is calling people to it also. وَتَوَاتَوْا بِالصَّبْرِ Because if he, does, if he does the three, first three, then he will be hurted. He will be tested by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Then he has to have patience. وَتَوَاتَوْا بِالصَّبْرِ This surah is very important if you read the tafsir of it from different resources. It is, it's good, it is good for every one of us to do so. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tutor we have said and make it for us in uh, his record, for us in the judgment day, in our uh, records inshallah. We'll be happy to see them in the judgment day. Jazakumullah khair for listening. And if you have any questions, I'll be happy to hear from you. Is the judgment you mean? Yeah. Okay. Sheikh Mtiaz is asking, yani asking about the case of uh, what is the judgment or decision about the magicians and predictors. Before I answer this question, I want to remind you that next week, inshallah, we'll have the case of Shafa'ah or intercession, which is very important for a lot of Muslims, although we have discussed this long time ago, but no problem. Upon this book, we'll discuss it, inshallah, next week. I'll be happy to see you, inshallah, next week to discuss the case of Shafa'ah. Uh, magicians or predictors are kafirs. أبان دورت الله سبحانه وتعالى سورة البقرة وما كفر سليمان ولكن الشياطين كفروا يعلمون الناس السحر Predictors are covered also because they claim that they know the غيب وإلى الله سبحانه وتعالى كليري تولت إن هذه بك قل لا يعلم من في السماوات والأرض الغيبة إلا الله خلاص that's finished but the question now where was us regular people what is the judgment of a person who goes to these magicians or watch them in the channels It's another case also. And they don't have to go now to some streets in Bombay or Delhi to see this. Now they come to you in your house. Na'udhu Billah. Now, ulama, from the Quran and Sunnah evidences, they understood that going to the magician or predictor is three letters. A person who goes just to watch. It's a curiosity. Curiosity. And he's just looking, you know, see what are these doing. They say this is haram and it's not allowed in Islam. And the person who's doing, doing this is really a sinful person. Finish? Finish one case. Second level. If we go watch and ask, but he doesn't believe. Ask without believing. Not only watching, he's watching and asking, but he's not believing what they say. This is again haram, prohibited, and he is also a sinful person, but also upon the hadith of Muhammad sallam, His salah for 40 days will not be accepted. His salah for 40 days will not be accepted. And he must do the most. And nobody says, well, 40 days, not, why do I have to pray? No, he, he doesn't pray, he's a cover. Someone leaves salah, he's a cover. But he's praying and his, he has received no ajr for it. And it's not accepted from him. Na'udhu billah. This is the second one. Third one is the one who goes, see, ask, and believe. A clear hadith in Abu Dawood, Sunan Abi Dawood, Muhammad Rasulullah said, Man ata kahinan aw arrafan fasa'alahu an shayin fasaddaqahu bima yaqul faqad kafara bima unzila ala Muhammad. He's a kafara. Why? Because he's contradicting the ayah. 
He's believing that the magician or the protector believes, knows the ghayb. What Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is clear that nobody knows the ghayb, the unseen world. Also, abundant hadith of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So a Muslim should be very careful when he deals with the case of the predictors or the magicians. What about these circuses? We see they are making some tricks. Tricks is not a magic. A magic. Tricks are not a magic as long as the person is telling that these are only tricks. Yani he is having a bag or a hat and he is taking out a rabbit and elephant if it's possible. Yani. Okay? And he is saying this is only tricks. If he's saying it's only tricks, خلاص, this is a trick, so not. But if he is using imagination, magic. Like what happened to Musa, alayhi salam. يُخَيِّرُ إِلَيْهِ مِنْ سِحْرِ مَنْ Then this is good. Or he's using a real magic. By help of the devil, the devil jinn. This is major kuf. Or he's using a chemical magic. Using some kind of chemical things to... to Say that he is capable of doing this and that and this and he goes to, into the fire and he is not hurt it. This is kufr. So a Muslim should be really very careful in these cases not to go, yani to give himself the, uh, whatever she wants. He goes, yalla, let's go to circus and see this now, see this. Go to this magician and we'll see what he can do. Some Muslim they, when they have, when they are affected by magic. It's called in, in Islam, an-nushra. He's affected by a magician, so he goes to another magician to break it down. No, this is not allowed now. But I'm taking the medicine. No, this medicine is not allowed in Islam. So what should I do? Use Quran and Sunnah. By yourself or by someone else. Let someone else recite for you if you cannot recite by yourself. If you can by yourself, go ahead. May, it may take you so long time, yes, but this is a test from Allah to see. Like if you have any other sickness. Someone is having a cancer. That means Allah hates him? No. Allah is testing him with his patience and he is asking Allah Ta'ala, maybe this is good for him. Because some people, you know, they are busy in dunya, when they have a strong disease, then they come back to Allah. So disease in here is good for them. So, yani, what I mean is that a Muslim should always, if he is affected by a, ma- a magic, or his, uh, one of his relatives is affected by magic, then he is not supposed, and he is not allowed to go to another magician to break it down, but he is supposed to use Qur'an and Sunnah, Dua, by himself, by the person who is affected, by someone else to recite for him, if he cannot recite, even if it will take a long time, still he is supposed to do it, and Allah Taala will give him the curance. Jazakumullah khair. Because there are human messengers and uh, there are the angel messengers. Jibreel is the angel messenger from Allah to the messengers because Allah does not speak to human beings directly even to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam he speaks to the uh, angel messenger that's Jibreel who takes the message to the human messenger Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and Musa and Isa and the other messengers Jazakallah khair question Jazakallah khair for listening and see you inshallah next week